What's up, everybody? I am Marlon. And welcome to another episode of On Our Radar. We are back with another episode, and we're really excited today uh, because today is part two of our conversation. If you listened back to, uh, two episodes ago, we had a conversation about creating a safe space for your partner. And we dived into our relationship and how we created some tools and tips and tricks, as it were, to kind of get that going, especially early in your relationship and really in the deeper parts of your relationship. And like we said at the end of that episode, we were really thinking about how to expand that conversation. And it came to us. A person that we spoke to uh, with Real Talk with Tim, shout out to Real Talk with Tim. Guys, if you don't know that podcast, get into it, first of all. Uh, we had an opportunity to talk with It's Me, Michelle. She is a fantastic podcaster with so many great topics. And she also had her husband on, Shane. And we got into a deep conversation about, is marriage worth it? And I thought to uh, myself, and I brought it to Marie's attention, why would it not be a great idea to bring them on our show to talk about creating safe spaces and talking deep with your partner, especially when times are tough? So without further ado, I would love to introduce It's Me, Michelle, and Shane to our show. Please join us, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be on our show. It is something that we were brewing on to have you on, and I'm glad that we just had the opportunity to just collaborate. It's just, you guys are great. Oh, no, thank you so much for having us. This is an experience. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, yeah. We got we got to talk to them. It was it was like immediate. It was no holds bar immediate. We had to do it. Um, so for our you know listeners out there that don't know who it's me, Michelle, give us a little taste of your podcast. Give us a little preview. What is it like on it's me, Michelle? Um, it's a little bit of everything. I'm gonna say I am all over the place, but that's just how my mind works. So I figured why not put it. You know, why not put it to good use and put it in a podcast where everybody's going to be like, what the hell is she talking about? Everything <laughs> is relatable. At least most of the things I talk about is super relatable. Being, yeah. and I've said this all the time, you know, just being a Dominican girl from the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx, baby. There you Crazy. go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Harlem world is well represented. Harlem girlies, stand up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Harlem is definitely represented on this show as well. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we dive into it, I just want to get a little bit of history about your relationship. How long have you guys been together? Also, as freshly newlyweds, how is the time frame of how long you guys been married? Give us a little background on that. So I know. So we've been together five years. Oh. Uh-huh. Five years. Five years. Nice. We were engaged for one year. Mm-hmm. And the story on the date we got married, so we got married August 3rd. Okay. So it's been like three months now. Mm -hmm. um, and the way we chose that date was we were out drinking. Mm -hmm. And Beautiful. that's awesome. That's what it's Exactly. Any, any, <laughs> that's, that's time to make very, very serious <laughs> decisions. decisions yes. um, and we were talking about, so we have custody of our, well, his little one, who's mm -hmm. my bonus baby. She's been with us for about three years now. And we got custody on August 3rd, like two, three, well, it would have been yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. So we were like, well, that's a very special date. And you're a guy, you forget things. So let's just make it very easy to remember. There will never be any arguing about it. Never. Thus, August 3rd became the date. <laughs> I think that's a very on track thing. <laughs> you know your man, you know the trends, <laughs> bring them together. That's that's perfect. That's perfect. So much so that I got a tattoo of our wedding date on me. <laughs> so it's not it's not going anywhere. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. That's yeah. A good one. I mean, we did a pair. It was paired. It was paired. It was paired. We both got <laughs> tattoos, but it's more of like in the back of my mind, I was like. Yeah, that that day. So yeah. I, I totally get that. That tracks. That tracks. Actually, I wrote it on my in my notes. I wrote the date that he proposed, <clears throat> and I wrote also um, the date that we got married in my in my like notes because I'm bad with dates. I mean, from history class, I knew it. <clears throat> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. In in fact, like I'm so bad. <laughs> embarrassing. 
should never listen to it. So my mom's birthday, I thought it was the day before. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you know, for your birthday, like, I'm going to come after work. And she was like, why? My birthday's on Saturday. And I was like, <laughs> Well, I mean, she's never going to know. But, no. <laughs> no, 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 Okay. Now, was there a, a, a easy pickup line? Are we going all natural? Are we going full confidence? Swag was What's on ten. Natural? Wait, wait, wait. What's all natural? Well, it was easy. Swag was on a hundred. Thank um, you. Because it was, it, of course, because it was all on online. So. Right, 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 right. Not on ten, but on a hundred. On a hundred, because she's gonna see the pictures. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna. Yeah. She's gonna read the bio. Mm. Mm. She was gonna be like, I need this man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As a fellow, as a uh, as a fellow couple that found each other online, how unique was that experience? Especially when communication was on board. Like how how unique was that? Because I know you know we in the early games of online dating, you got to use your words. You got to kind of sell yourself. It's like almost a job interview in a sense. Mm -hmm. So how important was your communication with each other? Kind of getting into the deeper parts of your relationship. I'm not going to lie. I thought everyone that reached out to me through this particular app was like a mass murder. Okay. So I was afraid most of the time, but so, but I used to ask so many questions to a point where I'm like, people are going to think I'm crazy asking all these questions, but his, he just, he just sent me like a simple hello. He's like, Hey, how are you? And that's kind of like how we started. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started talking about just like our interests, our likes, what we're looking for. Um, I wouldn't say it was pretty straightforward, but it was kind of like talking to a friend. Mm -hmm. You're like when you text your friend and you have something in common with your friend, you're always texting them. You're like, oh, this happened today. This happened. So that's kind of like how we built the relationship because we were, since he was, at that point, he wasn't retired yet. He was still a cop. So his hours, he would work like midnight shifts and stuff. And then during the day he was sleeping, I would be at work during the day. And then I'll try not to sleep at night so we can communicate. So it was a bit hard. There were times where I would go days without responding because I just like didn't even think to look. I've been so busy. Right. And then there would be days where he wouldn't respond. I'm like, well, you know, he works midnights and he's out there in the street fighting and all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm sure this phone is not his priority. Right. Um, but it got a little better once we actually agreed to like go on a date, which is very weird because I still didn't even give him my number. No, <laughs> we were just texting through the app. Mm. I was just like, well, just to be sure. And then I found out he's a cop. I'm like, well, he has my phone number. He might be like chatting or something. <laughs> oh, on this law and order tip. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice, yes. nice. And give me a sense of the vibes. Like how was the first date when you finally like sat down, and, you know, sat in front of each other? What was the vibe like? Oh, it was amazing. It was I was sitting with the best friend that I just met. Yeah. Oh, that I love that. I, I love that. Best I just met. Listen, this man right here is all about his money. And um, so he was doing a lot of like overtime and stuff. Right. He called out that night. Mm. He was like, I don't care if I get in trouble. He's like, I'm not going yeah, to work tonight. Nice. Oh. We spent, like, the it was like till like 4 a.m. Just talking like he drove me home we sat in front of the building we we're just talking laughing amongst other things which you'll probably hear in the snm podcast episode <laughs> but <laughs> we talk you know so the light is out but you know we can after talking no i'm joking <laughs> absolutely that's what's up that's what's up honestly Aww. And that is it's a great thing when you just kind of flow right into it. Some, yes. A lot of people don't catch that and understand, like, once it happens and you get that natural click and it's just effortless, it's, some, it's just something that you just can't let go. Hence, you know, like we, we're here with our partners today. Like, it's just, yeah. right. you, can't, right. you can't let that go because it's a lot, of, a lot of madness out there. A lot of madness out there. So. That's awesome. 
Well, without further ado, let's kind of dive into, you know, creating that safe space and what it really means to help that grow that relationship and really flourish. So I know we have a few questions lined up. Marie, I know you have your first and then I'll jump into mine. Okay, so let's fine. just dive I'll start, right I'll start. Um, start with you, Michelle. Um, can you tell me what were the qualities in Shane in the early stages of your relationship that made you feel like he was a safe space for you to op- for you to begin to open up to? Um, he was very attentive. Ah, he was. Yes, he was very attentive. He actually noticed some of like my quirks and stuff, and he'll, uh- which was very interesting. I never thought of myself as like an anxious person until I finally buckled down and said, all right, I might have some anxiety. Who the hell does it? Right. So but he noticed that mm-hmm. and he kind of like always made it a safe space for me to be like comfortable. Even if we're in like crowded places, I'm like, oh, this is too loud. He's like, no, we're good. We're fine. This is a good space. So I really did appreciate that because in my previous relationship, I didn't have that it was like thrown to the wolves. You know, there was no growing in that mm-hmm. relationship. There was like no, uh, there was no togetherness in a sense. It was just kind of like we were each individual people. So with him, it was like, he's so romantic. He was so loving. He was so caring. He was just very attentive. So like even my, just my cues, because I try to seem very like normal and yeah, but there are times, boy, when I'm outside, I'm like, oh, there's so many people I want to go home. <laughs> he's like, you know, this is New York. I'm like, nah, I can't do this. We got to go. <laughs> Yes, you Listen. get itchy. You get itchy. Yes. Very. Oh, and then my armpits start sweating again. Different podcast, but I get very, very sweaty. Listen, we know like 9 a.m., 2 train in the morning. It's just like nobody's business, nobody's caring. We get it. I don't understand it. You know what? I have to say, during the pandemic, or like, yeah, during the pandemic and a little bit afterwards, mm-hmm. the train was okay. It yeah. was okay, yeah. Yeah. but now, no. now, no. no, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. I look around and I'm like, what? What happened? I mean, I everyone know. went back to work. That's what happened. The below That's ground is a different back. world than the above ground. Oh, oh it man. absolutely is. Different. Oh, absolutely. Listen, is. I got forget my top three it. train stations that I hate to be stuck on. Come summertime, we have 34th Street. We oh. have 59th Street. Okay, House and that's 59th Street, Street, East Side, hey, the, the, okay. dungeon. East side. East side, the Dungeon. East Side, the Dungeon, the Dungeon. All right, all the way and at the bottom. all the way, at the, all the, way at the bottom. And then if you're on the D train and you're going down on 145th, you have to do the deep steps all the way down. Oh, my God. Also terrible. I oh. will also throw up a hand and say on um, 42nd Street, the, the letter trains are not great either because no. you, you're going further down. You're going further down. And... Getting to them, I mean, they they made more like inroads now, but still, it's no, yeah, no, it's trying to yeah. That's no. our, that's our one unifying factor. We always know MTA going ain't gonna be our friend. No, <laughs> never gonna be our friend. <laughs> yeah, I rather- no, seriously, and I think that's one of the things that she hated about me because I like to walk through New York City, and I'll be like, it was just right there, <laughs> right there. I seven New York City blocks, you know. <laughs> his his, his little side, side tip like one day we were on a date and I was just like yo let's just go for a stroll let's just walk mm-hmm. I used to work on 34th street and I used to do 34th street and walk all the way to 14th street like it was nothing Okay. Yeah. you know so I thought you know that's a nice stroll you're going through you know flat iron you're going through you know you're transitioning into different neighborhoods so I thought it would be nice it was a nice breezy day nothing crazy by time we got to 23rd, she looked at me. She's like, motherfucker, if you don't tell me where we're going right now. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I had on nice shoes. We were on a date. I'm trying to catch, you know, I'm trying to catch a little bird here, you know? <laughs> I'm wearing nice shoes. They're pinching my feet. You know, he's saying like, oh, we're just going to go for a stroll. So I thought we were going to go for a stroll for a couple of blocks. And then we were going to go into a bar or something. Right. I'm, I'm like, and I'm trying to carry on the conversation. And I'm looking at the street signs as we're going further down. And I'm thinking like, where is he taking me? <laughs> you know, because, you know, 34th Street is a, is a really nice central area. 
Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I'm also thinking about like how I'm going to get home. So I'm like, you know, wait, hey, 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 where are we going? <laughs> She's like, my feet hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was trying to I'm create that EQ moment. Back. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mom, that's, that's on me. That's on me. Fair enough. You called me like at least three or four times with that. And then I realized this is a man whom I need to wear flats with. Right. Sneakers. Yeah, yes. You gotta wear your sneakers. <laughs> We're on the go. We're on the go, people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. City that never I was, like, I was like, we can um we can take a bus. You realize that. Oh, yeah, remember that one time when he was like, Oh, the train is just right over here? You were like, not he was. He's like, Oh, the train's right over here. Three, four blocks later, I'm watching these crosstown buses pass me. And I'm like, hey, 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 we could have <laughs> we could have taken this bus. Hey, people hey, are hey, the bus hey, right here. Hey. This is the unlimited, but this is the select. These are the select. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, yeah. You should have seen him. He turned and looked at me. The I was bus. Like, bus. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't hopping on no bus. So go sit in traffic. Look up, we out of here. We have <laughs> that's the difference between a Harlem world and the Bronx. You know what I mean? We just, yes. you know, that's how we. Y'all don't mess with buses like that. Not really. No, we're not. Really? We're, we're not. We're not a bus people. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not a bus people. We walk to the nearest train. Exactly. You better sit faster. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta Especially... remember though, I, I I my grandmother like helped me, you know, out a lot and she wasn't a walker. So I I got very used to the buses in, in Harlem and where I could take one to go to this. Blah, blah, blah. So like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we live and learn. We live and learn. <clears throat> so, keeping in the the, sh- the stages of things, I have a question. Um, I'm actually going to actually flip the same question to Shane. What were some of the qualities in Michelle in the early stages of the relationship that you felt she was a safe space to begin to open up to? Oh, man. Um, she was very understanding, um, especially as a police officer. It's very difficult for people to really understand the job. It's not really a traditional job, a traditional nine-to-five job. Um, it doesn't have the same rules as a nine to five job. You know, your boss will say, you stay in and you stay in. There's okay. No buts. There's no, okay. well, I got my kids soccer practice. Mm-hmm. No. So one of the things that I thought was absolutely amazing was the fact that she was understanding of that. And that really started, you know, helping me understand that, you know, this is a potential right here because my previous relationships, they just didn't understand it. They didn't understand the life of a police officer. They didn't understand the, the hectic hours, the terrible communication. But Michelle was just right there, loving, caring, never, never stopped just communicating with me. She was just always there. So I knew from that point, that was a good buildup for of a potential future with this one. Nice. Nice. A little something, something, you know. She out here here low-key blushing and all that. She's like, yes! (laughs) Talk to me! Speak me up! Right. Something, something light. (laughs) Nice. That's Uh, really important. That's really important. Go ahead, babe. I think you had another one, right? Yes, of course. Go for it. Um, You know what? I'm going to pose this to both of you guys, if that's okay. Okay. Um, how has your communication evolved from the beginning of your relationship to now? Well, I, obviously. <laughs> Let me jump in real quick. I, okay. One thing I feel our communication evolved is now we already know, we know each other a lot better. Um, I can sense and feel when she's upset. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm at that point now where <laughs> I I kind of get it. Like her tone changes, and I'm a cop. I observe a lot. I just take things in and I pick up on things that just are not right. So I, I know now when she's upset, I know what I, what I can get away with when she's upset. <laughs> you know, now I know like what buttons to press to really make her upset a little bit more. Cause at the end of the day, we're together for life. You know, we're going to be upset. I want to know this stuff like that. We're just going to have fun. So I think that was something that I think evolved over time was just getting to know her better. Her spirit, her personality. So when situations do arise and stuff like that, I, I can see it. I can see something wrong with my world. 
like know when you're something. Mind you, that's very hard because I'm not the person that likes to show that she's upset. So I'm mm. just like very quiet. I kind of just internalize things. Mm-hmm. And Me too. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just easier. I, I don't know. I feel like walking around being mad just makes you look all funky. So I'm just like, well, you know what? I don't care how mad I am. It is what it is. But I do internalize it to a point where my tone does change. Like I get yeah. very short. So he's like, are you hungry, babe? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. He's just like, yep. mm, she never responds to me that way. <laughs> it's, cute. it's just little things. Little right. things. And it's also like, we don't have like shouting matches or, or things like that. You know what I mean? Because that's also very ugly in nature. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's weird because again, coming from a relationship where I wasn't really able to express myself, which is why I used to internalize so many things. I'm just like, well, it's going to go into deaf ears. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to get over it on my own to someone who's just like, what's wrong? Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's fix it. And I'm just like, I, I kind of get stuck. I'm just like, uh, I don't want to fix anything. Everything's fine. <laughs> He's like, but it's not. I'm like, no, but it is. And then after like the seventh, it's fine. He's like, I'm like, all right, so it's not. <laughs> and then I feel so much better. So that's definitely something where we've, well, I've evolved in because, again, I just kind of keep everything in. So to be able to kind of send them a text message and say, listen, I'm upset. We can talk about it when we get home, go through all the day normally, come home, hash it out, and then wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, this is, we're better. It feels mm-hmm. so good to me as opposed to just like living in sadness on my own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the things, too, I learned is time. Right. Things in relationships, and we as people, we get anxious when we know our partner is off. And we want to know, what's wrong? What's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's wrong. 100%. And one of the things that, you know, I realized throughout my life is just time. Give the person the time they need to express themselves. It's not really on your time. It's really on their time. Because they're the ones who are feeling this way. And once I established that in my life and understood that, and when I brought that into this relationship, I realized, just give her her time. She needs her time. She respects her time. And she respects the fact that I'm giving her her time. So that's one of the things is give them time. Absolutely. We rush so much as the relationship is going to end tomorrow if we don't know. (laughs) The relationship is done. But time. We'll just calm everything down, get that emotional, all that emotion that you have out of the way, and you can actually think about the problem. Right. And Michelle, do you find it, did you find a little, I would say not scary, but let me use the word surprising or even intriguing that he was kind of pulling that out of you, not necessarily quickly, but just effortlessly a little bit? It was definitely surprising. Um, because me being upset or me wanting to share my feelings since I was a kid has always been kind of like, all right, nobody has the time to listen to me. So I'm just going to, you know, I'll write it down. I'll talk about it with a friend, whoever's willing to listen to the same crap over and over and over and over, you know, because that also, it's a broken record. You go to the same friend, you tell them the same thing all the time. Um, so I was definitely very surprised that I felt comfortable and I trusted him enough because that was a big one for me right. to say, this is what's bothering me or this is how I feel today. This is how things are going without thinking like he's going to be like this evil mastermind and like, oh, you're so sad. I'm going to stab you in the back and use it all against you. you know? <laughs> because that's that part. freaking that part. scary. That part. Yes. Be- you know, you can share this, even for your own friends, you guys get into a fight. They'll be like, oh, you remember that time you told me this? Man? You're stupid. Man. You're just like, what? Wow. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yes. It was very surprising for me, especially growing up in the Bronx with mom and dad. Like, you don't tell nobody your business. You don't tell nobody what you do, who you hang out with, where you live. So it's like all these rules you're living with. You kind of grow up just being closed and, and yes. internalizing everything. Yes. So I was very, very surprised. Yeah. I credit my police training. Absolutely. <laughs> One of the things I realized is like the things we learn in life, you really need to internalize the things we learn and figure out how to creatively bring that out into our everyday life. Yeah. So yeah. everything I learned in the police department, the verb judo, how to speak to people, how to communicate, excuse me, communicate with people, how to not seem threatening when you're speaking to somebody so they don't go inward. All of that comes out yeah. in my in the relationship. 
Like I'm not going to stand there as an overpowering figure while my wife is feeling some type of way because she'll go anywhere. So I will change my pose. I'll change my stance just so I can try to get a little bit more out of her. And these are the cues that I think people should learn in their relationship. Absolutely. You have to know your partner. You have to know how to stand in front of your partner, how she feels and how to communicate non-verbally. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. You know, I'm Marlon. I'm just going to get my hair. Wow. Seriously, that was awesome. No, that really is a big point. And even, you know, in our one episode, that's something that we talked about as well. Because a lot of people just don't understand that when your partner is in a particular space in their head, they're not going to be able to just just let it out. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. happen. You know, we ourselves had to work on that very early in our relationship because, you know, Marie was kind of a shell. And yep. I'm sitting there trying to, you know, pick at the show. Crack it. Crack the show. And there was a moment I was just like, listen, you got to understand, this isn't, I'm not going anywhere, you know. And that's one of the things that you have to keep reminding them. Like, I'm not going anywhere. This is the space. This is where, you know, you can be your most authentic self. So use that opportunity. Use the use me as a vessel to kind of let that go because the world out there don't care. All right. No. You know, who's in here? That's the people that care. You know, so use that opportunity because trust me, when you're ready to crack and you're ready to vent and things like that, you don't want to blow up at the wrong person. And then the next thing you know, it's a whole different situation. Right. So really take in that safe space. So I, I applaud that, Shane. More brothers Absolutely. need to understand it's a real, it's a real thing. It's mm-hmm. a real thing, you know. We we can't be so guarded at all times because that that is a lot of energy to be. Yes. It takes a lot to be that guarded, you know. Every day, night, nine to five, three sixty is hard. It is very hard from everyone, from everything. Like it's just your whole. It's just it's a lot of work. It is. It really it's is. Because yeah. it's almost like. Not necessarily keeping up a lie, but it's just like keeping up this just constant. You're on yeah. guard at any point. Like, what you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> what you asking me? What you want to know my birthday? <laughs> it's like this is a lot of work. It's just a lot. And exactly. It takes such a say. Uh, it takes a heavy toll. And you know, one of the things that I learned is like when people are like that, it also transfers into their health. You know, yes. And not many people realize it's like that emotional draining. It just affects your health such in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I I completely understand that. Completely do. Uh, let me get into the next question. Uh, and this one's for Shane. When was a moment in your relationship that you knew as a man, she was a person that I can show all of my sides to? Do you remember a particular moment? It was, it was a family situation where we were getting married on my side. Okay. And drama from past issues. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to come and affect me on the day we we're getting married. Mm-hmm. So I realized when I was speaking, I, I had, like, you can read it on my face. You mm-hmm. saw that there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, and Michelle's looking at me. And she's like, you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, babe, I'm all right. And I'll go back to... <laughs> and she's like, okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I'm okay. All right. And I'm sitting back, and I'm like, just say it. <laughs> just say what the hell is on your mind. That's blurry it all out. And afterwards, the level of clarity I got mm-hmm. in the situation, how to figure it out, was just almost instantaneous. And I realized, like, wow, that really helped. And then she gave me amazing advice. Granted, I did say a couple other things I was supposed to say, but it's mm-hmm. okay. I was being petty because we were getting mad. But those are that emotions that you feel right. that sometimes you don't say. Right. That yeah. sometimes you need to say, but your partner says it for you. Oh, kind of like the, the, was it the Peel, Angry, uh, the Obama. Oh, the, Obama, the Key and Peel um, skit where he had, like, he, Obama has a translator. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Sometimes she was my translator. And once she was able to translate that emotional pain and anger I was feeling, and I got that level of clarity, I felt secure in whatever decision I was going to make. And then that was that moment where I was like, I can tell this woman anything. I can tell her my dreams. I can tell her my aspirations, no matter how crazy they might be. Mm. I know she won't look at me differently. Mm -hmm. And I know she'll tell me the truth. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) And that's the... <clears throat> and I say this to Michelle and I say this to Marie, for us as black men, that is paramount. That is super, super paramount, especially growing up and having to be a pillar, number one, and then having to be a rock, number two, and then also having to step into the role as a black man, number three, you know, and then for you in your particular position, being a police officer at the time, that is a, a, a weight that <clears throat> no one really gets, even when you describe it, you know? So when you create that space for them to say, please put your armor down, please, you know, put everything down and understand that if you're going to be in an emotional state, that there is no place else that you can be but with me. You know, you can, even if you're talking to your therapist, just know outside of that construct, this is here. And that is very paramount. You know, and I'm just saying this for all men as well. It's not that easy to just flip that switch. No. It's not. Because the training and generational things of what it is and how manhood has been expressed in both community and both social media and both all types, it's very hard to make that click. Yes. So when you get that moment to actually say, oh, wait, I can give you the green light. This is real. Oh, okay. We could do this. Like, it's just very, very paramount. And it's just one of the biggest blessings that I knew that I was receiving when I said, will you marry me? I knew that was one of those things that I was getting. So I understand that wholeheartedly, Shane. That is perfect. And the piggyback is true. Like, as a Black man, like, all the adversities we go through, we, we got our hands up every yeah. single day. Yeah. And the moment when you can just put your hands down, hold their hands and be like, this is what I'm feeling and understand that this is not weakness yeah this right. is not weakness yeah this is strength yeah. right the strength is in the words to let all that pain go or yeah. just deliver it to someone else to help you with it yeah. that's the strength in itself yeah. keeping it in your head to destroy you isn't really strength it's, there's no strength in it it ultimately will destroy you yeah. yes yes so that feeling as a black man as a police officer as a former Marine and just giving just all that stress to my woman and just saying, please help me with this. And her taking it in and just helping me just put me in a different perspective of what marriage really is. Because I can see a relationship, you giving all that stress and they're looking at you like, I don't know about this relationship anymore. You were funny in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right. I got to go. You going to call me a woman? Like, yeah. 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 Some people don't know the level of impact that has because, you know, we can, you know, sit down and think about, oh, you lost that connection with me because I, I actually opened up to you. And then everything is gone. Yeah. You know, and then everything is gone. I, I've been in that situation where I've opened up and thought that was the person that I could open up to. And then... You know, like you said earlier in um, our discussion, Michelle, not even, what, three, four months later, it kind of swung back at me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why, why is this being used as the ammunition? Where are we getting yeah. why exactly. is that energy there? You're yeah. weaponizing my pain. You're weaponizing yeah. my... Against me. I'm already, I'm already feeling these things. Now you're doubling up. Like, right. You don't care. Right. You don't, there's no love there. Right. You're just an evil person. <laughs> That's just not the vibe. And that, and, that, and that ultimately is also a taught experience. Like, you know, as they say, hurt people, hurt people. So, yeah. you know, that's yep. a taught experience. It's like that means you haven't had any emotional intelligence training. And that means you need to kind of go back to basics and rebuild that. So Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that was one of the things that helped us connect, too, because we both went to a similar situation like that, both of our relationships. Mm. And that broken piece of what we needed in that relationship that was not there, we were both looking for it at the same time. And I think that really helped us. Yeah. That really helped us right there because we wanted to communicate. 
but we didn't have the trust in our partner to communicate with them because we know that they're just going to load that up and just turn that right back yep. on us, yep. you know, instead of us helping with helping us with the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, it's absolutely hot. Unfortunately, I think that's happened to everybody here. Yeah. 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 But it's learning experience. Right. It's, it's it is. Learning. It you is. Go it through. is. It's levels to this game. <laughs> this game called marriage. You got to go through your bad bosses. You got to go through your your good levels. You know, yeah. Achievement unlocked. Okay. So. Level 42. There we go. Ah, that's the you know, let's go prestige mode. Let's go this one more. Uh, I left something at level 12. I got to go back. Do that. Right. I mean, go back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I have a question for Michelle. Um, when was the last time Shane spoke um, positivity into you? Which would probably be something like this morning, because he seems... I was just going to say, <laughs> typically, he's so good at that. Like, I'll just be getting ready for work. And he'll be like, oh, I just want to tell you, you look so beautiful. And I'm just like, I just woke up. My breath is hot as shit. Like, <laughs> what you mean? My hair is suicide. And I'm just like... And I literally turn around, like, I make this face all the time. I'm like, thanks. He's like, like, yeah, you're going to have such a great day today at work. Today's such a beautiful Sunday. We're going to have such a great interview today. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, speaking out to you. But he does. He does um, always, always. Even if I'm, like, upset, I get home from work. He always has something positive to say. Like, hey, at least the day is over. At least, And it does bring me kind of back into perspective. It's like, well, why am I bringing this stuff home? Why am I upset? Yeah, I'm just like, all right, this is a safe space. I'm good. Whatever I was going through at work and then with the ratchet-ass MTA, I'm fine at home. (laughs) This is okay. (laughs) I survived it. So right. he always, he tries his best to, I want to say almost every day, he yeah. says something positive. Absolutely. I can just see it. I can absolutely. <laughs> That's why I said, like, it's probably this morning. <laughs> this one also has a great, I won't say bad, a great habit of, like, definitely being super positive, even when I'm, and I consider myself a very positive person. But yeah. when I go negative, I go dark. <laughs> and I can't see any light. Yeah. Me too. And a lot of it's like, I and I will now, since we were working from home so much, that, you know, the bad day will just ripple because there's no escape. You know, I'm moving from only one area to one area of the house. And I didn't have any of that decompression on the train. You know, I didn't have any of that. Like, you know, sometimes when you go, okay, I don't like walking, but even when you walk from the train, your, the office to the train, yeah. there's like, you can walk it out. In some yeah. res- some regards, there's none of that, you know. Now I can't even drink, ah. so it's just there's just. That's your focus. And I Stop would. On that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was a good person where I would go and like you know what I'm just gonna have a glass of wine, yeah, a tall glass of wine, a full right. glass of wine, and just let that go. But I can't do that. So it's just like. <laughs> I let, it, I let it go. I haven't done it, you know. You've All that wine in there. So Jeez. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> when I have a glass of wine, I'm going to be on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even going to finish it. You're gonna nope. just oh, it like, <laughs> um, but yes, yes. So right there, right there. We, we, we have a lot of the same energy. <laughs> Similar but different. Similar but different. <laughs> All right. So my final question is for Shane. When was the moment that you knew that she was going to be your wife? Ooh. <laughs> Michelle, do you know? Do you have an idea in your head? I, I think so. I, okay. I, well, let's I, compare I, the notes then. I got, I got it. I got it. There was a, um, as you know, I got custody of my daughter. Mm-hmm. And as a black man, court custody battle. Well, huge. For yeah. three years. For three years. I will add that. For three years. Retained lawyer and everything. Retained like, this lawyer. wasn't we out of pocket. He's part of the family now, but. <laughs> my team is now, yes, yes. Yeah. She's now part of it. Yeah. But she never left. She never left. 
she stayed with me. She gave me advice. She gave me some of like on par with my legal advice. She was my best friend in the situation. She was the person who bared the weight with me when I was just in my moments of low. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to be a man in a situation when it's just like, you just got everything on your back, just literally just pressing down on you. She would just come there as this, just hold, just help me hold <laughs> things. And in my mind, I'm, I was saying to myself, like, marriage is when you find that person that helps you, that completes you, that is there for you at your lowest. And this is my lowest, this is my lowest, my lowest right now. <laughs> I thought being in Iraq was low. That was bad. That was bad. Wasn't really low. Being a cop, that was bad. Wasn't low, but this was my lowest because everything was stripped away. I had no power in the situation. Right. And this situation showed me the strength that literally has have been installed in me throughout my whole life because if not, I would have faltered. And without having a strong woman next to me to bear all that, it would have broken me down. So that was the moment. I realized, I said, oh, this woman will be my wife. I got to start looking for rings now. <laughs> Man, look at this. It's funny because for me, it was the moment where I had stuff spread out. Like I was in Law and Order SPU mm-hmm. and I was like finding clues. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And like putting papers together. I'm like, ooh, I'm doing a lot. I said, yeah, we're going to get married. This is too much for me. <laughs> So, and also, like, just, I know, exactly, but it was also, like, my own personal stuff that I've been through, um, because I do have an old, my oldest son, and he's been just a battle for a very long time, Um, and just the way that he didn't run away, because he had all the right to be like, listen, that boy, you got a badass little baby, you know, like, I don't have time, you know how people, people really just say, oh, that's just too much for me to handle, he could have just said that, he could have just done that. You know, he didn't owe me anything. We were just dating. We weren't married. He didn't have to be a stepdad. He didn't have to do any of those things. He didn't have to take. He didn't have to take on any of those those responsibilities. So I think even that alone, just finding somebody who accepted me and whatever struggles I was going through at that time, and seeing through that and saying, well, you know, this just makes her a stronger person for not giving up and not, you know, pushing her kids away to go have some fun or whatever. He's like, I really, you know, he valued that as opposed to, like you said, it's crazy. It's Sticky pickings out here. You have men and women who don't want any responsibility, you know? So that was that really, I was just like, okay, if he's not the one, then I don't know where else to look for. Just to piggyback off of that, (laughs) one of the things that I learned through life from being military, from being in war was, it's the person next to you who's going to save your life. You're not in war by yourself. It's the person next to you. You've got to put your trust in that person. You've got to believe in that person. Yes. And... In those situations, you're at your low in that moment in time. Like I remember being um, bombarded by gunfire, and I'm at my low with my friend, and I'm like, "Well, we make it out of here. It's us together. Mm-hmm. We have to. I got to put my trust in him. Trust him. If I don't trust him, I'm just going to die. Mm-hmm. And if I don't believe in him, I'm not going to make it. And that's the same. That's the same attitude I had in my relationship. And that's the same thing that I realized. Like, wow, that got me out of that situation. So if I take all those elements that was probably in the worst situation in my life and put that into my relationship, that would really help me find a strong person. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to things that she was going through and she was at her low point and realizing that your low point is what really defines you as the person. Your low point is really the strength. Trial by fire. You know, exactly. And yep. if you don't fall to that low point and you're still chugging along no matter everything that's in your way, oh man, then there's no reason why I can't. There's no reason why we won't be amazing together. Absolutely. There's no reason why, because I don't give up. I know that about myself. And seeing that in her, it was like, oh, wow. She's just, she's there. She's like, oh, she's like a hawk when it comes to this crap. <laughs> just, oh, I just keep on going. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you got it. You got it. There you go. You know, and that gave me a lot of, you know, that really projected my mind to the future. And before it was like cloudy, but now it's like, man, if I really want to, if I really want to invest into things, if I want to build a future with my family, I know this is the woman that I need by my side because she's going to be with me through the, the, the bottom of the bottom. 
building me up till we get to that point. And once I once I saw that, I was like, oh, my wife. <laughs> she just don't know yet. I love that. I love that. Uh, out here just catching these feels. <laughs> out here just, you know. Full uh, <laughs> feel Sunday. All right. <clears throat> it's great. It's great. All right. So I think, babe, do you have one? No, that was it. Okay. So what we're going to do right now, as we close out the episode, we're going to just do some rapid fire fun questions. Let's just see what we got going on right here. All right. And both of you can answer and then one one at a time, whatever the case may be. All right. Here, number one, who said I love you first? I think we both did. No, I did. I did. No, I did. You did. She did. I did. We were at a bar where all good things happen. <laughs> no, I said it first. I said it first. No, I don't yeah. remember that. I know you don't. I picked you up from work. We were talking when you were talking about your friend. And you said that your, fr- your friends asked you, mm-hmm. did he say he loved you? And you stood and he's like, I don't know. And I said, I love you. I don't remember that way, but okay. <laughs> mm. Okay. It's better than it's better than the one that you did, babe. <laughs> you let that oh, yeah. you let that drop fast. Really? Yeah, it wasn't fast. It was just. Um, Go ahead, tell the story. Go ahead. I'll, it, was I'll a, wait. it was a slip. It was a slip up. Mm-hmm. We were. It was our first vacation away together. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and it was at the end of the trip. You know, your emotions are high. Trip's ending. You're trying to get all your shit in the bag. And the zipper broke of my bag. And I was like, oh, you know, shoot. Like, we didn't take a train. We took a bus. So I'm like, you know, worried that, like, all my shit's going to be on the bottom of the bus. You know, like, should I get tape? Should I buy another suitcase? Like, what do I do? Anyways, he's like, oh, no, give it to me. I'm going to, like, you know, um, force the zipper back together and, you know, re-zip it up. Um, I'm not sure, like, the the zipper kind of, it didn't bust completely. It just, I don't know. I, f- I forgot what happened to it, but it like separated. Anyways, um, he was able to do it because, of course, he's a more calm person than me, and I'm just like going back <laughs> and forth with it. Um, he got it fixed, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love you!" Uh, and I kind of tried to turn it into something else yeah. as I was hugging him, <laughs> but I know that it slipped out. But he <laughs> did not; his his position didn't change. He didn't like look at me funny. So I was thinking yeah. to myself, self, maybe, maybe you got it. Maybe, maybe you changed it in enough time that he didn't hear you. You know? No one wants it like that, you know? So um, I like, I changed it to like a kiss and I kissed him a bunch of times. And then, you know, we, I finished packing it and we left. So he asked to meet me later on that week, which I thought was odd. Because we had just spent all this time together, but I was like, "Oh, great! He's not—he's not tired of me." That's a good sign. And so we go to um, this Chinese restaurant that's close to my job. Well, it was um, my job then, and um, he sits. You know, we're sitting down, and he goes like, "You know, I just want to ask you. Yeah, you kind of said something at the end of that vacation. Exactly. Exactly." <laughs> I Very was like, patient. what? What did I say? <laughs> and he was like, you know what you right. said. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, I just want to know, like, are you, is it like for real, for real? And so I tried to back out a bunch, like a little bit. And then I was just like, oh, God, fine. You really want to know? Yes. Yes, I do. There, there. I said it. I love you. <laughs> Like, because okay. she she was trying to play it cute, and I'm just I'm like, I mean, I mean, I I knew that there was it was there, you know, I yeah. knew it was there, and you know, once you once you whether it be a slip or not slip, you know, you got to kind of navigate those waters because in my previous relationship, I dived heavy, and I didn't get the same energy back, mm. you know. So one of the things I promised myself is like, if I'm going to be sure about something, I need to be open. I need yeah. to know where my partner is going to be in that stage. If you're saying it just to be like, oh, you're saying it for the situation, then that's fine. I'll give you your grace. But if you're saying it and you mean it, then we need to talk about it. And we need to be like, are we real with this? 
Because a lot of times when you start using those words, people use those words for gain. They don't use some, you know, people don't use it to what it actually means. Yeah. So I wanted, I had to be 100% clear because I knew what I felt in my heart for her. And I was like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to express that. But you already let that slip. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, oh, you ready to jump into those words? I'm fine with that. I just need to get that clear. You know, and once that was done, I was like, oh yeah, I love you. There's not there's nothing. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Give give me all of it. I want it all. All of it. I still can't to this day, I still can't believe that it slipped out like that. Yeah. You know? I had I mean, I did know it, but like I didn't want to A, I didn't want to say it first because of the pretext. I'm not trying to scare this man away. Right. And then B, like, you don't want to say it like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> This can't be the story, you know? But it's the story. It's the story. Sometimes the most awkward stories are the best, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what that's what actually makes it more authentic. It can't be like the movies. I guess not. I guess not. You're right. But I still I mean I have to, I mean, I, I'm honest, honest to God. I really thought I had pulled it off like a <laughs> No, it was just like you, you, you need to buy. You already bought your two vowels. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Uh, all right. Next one. What habits have you picked up from your partner, whether they be big or small? Ooh. Wait, what did I pick up from you? Ooh. I don't know. Cause he's so messy. I don't, I wouldn't have picked that up. <laughs> Hold on a second. Bam. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. I'm messy. I think she just picked up my messiness or my messy habits. No, I said I didn't pick it up. <laughs> Got it. Come on. Oh. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to pick up things that you stop. Yeah, right. What's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you? Um, okay, so he likes to growing up in a Hispanic household, the weekends were the days where you would like sweep, mop, dust oh, everything. Okay. Yep. And that's just the time. For Shane, that's every day. So like I don't mind sweeping every day, but he would like he sweeps and he mops the house every day. Yeah. So that's something I definitely picked up. And before I used to be like, why am I doing this? I could just do this on the weekend. I'm tired. Mm. But that is a habit of mine. Like right before bed, we do make sure everything's like nice and swept up. And in the mornings, I am a lot happier because I wake up and everything smells like fabuloso and it's like nice and clean. And I'm walking barefoot like in the movies. I'm like, oh, this is so wonderful. Mm. (laughs) So that is something I definitely picked up. So it is something we do every day. Mm. Okay. Okay. Shane, did you pick up anything from Michelle? Oh, yeah. And I'm still picking things up. But one of the things that uh, I picked up was my level of organization is kind of trashy. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, you know, transitioning from a cop to an artist kind of allowed me to be a little bit more spontaneous in my acts. So now she help, she's helping me bring she's helping bring me back to, you know, a little bit more being organized, you know, writing things down putting things in your calendar. Just because you retired doesn't mean you literally have to live some free flow retired life. So yeah, yeah, she's helping me every day, every day. It is true though, every time we're watching, so we watch like our computer stuff is in here. So mm-hmm. all his alerts go to the computer and it's like every hour and there's a new alert, like don't forget to do this, mm-hmm. don't forget to do that. Ah, there we go. <laughs> And I just pretend like I don't see it. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm. as long as it's getting done, doesn't matter how you do it. Exactly. And when it doesn't get done, that's when the problem comes. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Trust me. We, I have alerts go off like every day. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, I just, I just got to get my reminders out, man. Cause you know, when you're in the day, you just snapping. You gotta like, you know, you gotta yeah. take, a, take a moment to be like, oh yes, right. I have to, you know. Oh yes. Right. Yes, yes, <laughs> that that thing. Oh my God! Did you drink your ounces of water? Yes. Oh my God! Did you take your ten thousand steps? Blah blah blah. Fine, 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 Uh, who is the better chef, 
I'm gonna say me. Sorry. Okay. Oh, oh, no competition. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That that was it. Okay. Like, fine. Fine. I tell you this right now. Uh huh. She eats my food every day. Oh right. But oh. I'm still the better chef. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just let's just get this out there. Uh, best meal, strongest flex. Go. All right, I do make well my best meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, is that pork in the oven? Oh, <laughs> that pernil. That pernil. We have rules. That pernil beyond the. No, that's not fair. No, we need rules because you can't you can't use the pernil. The rules really? Are, no, because you make it two times a year. Vegan mac and cheese you've been making because oh, yeah. oh, we can't tell it's vegan. It's no. really, really good. Oh yeah, that's good. Really that's good. good. Yeah. So, oh, oh that's my like obsessively delicious. Okay. Anything with beans. Okay. Yellow okay. rice. Oh, delicious. Pineal, yeah. I'll give you the pineal even though it's two times a year. Uh, which I'm okay with that. Trust me. If I eat, <laughs> basically what you now you call it an audible right now. You call it an audible. That's what you're doing. Just say. <laughs> Loki, like, I want to recount on this this carpet. <laughs> hey, hey. Man, I can eat pork every day. <laughs> right, 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 right. Not good. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, you can indulge. Chicken. Yeah, I give it a better cook. Okay. okay. He's a better baker. Definitely better baker. I give it that. I'm a baker. Yeah, Marie's definitely 100 percent the better baker. I'm the better baker. I, I that is not my world. That's not my world. Because you don't like measuring shit. I'm not with that. I'm like the. I'm like the. Like I got a free flow. It's like a, right. you know, I'm like, I'm just like I'm no, just creating no. out here. I'm just trying to give you flavors. You know, see. That's how you fuck it up. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, you're like two cups. I'm like two cups of what? Yeah, no, 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 no. And it's it's literally two cups, and that's it. Because I fucked up some cookies where I was like, oh. I can just do this and this and this, and it's just like oh, they spread. This? Yeah, mm, 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 mm. Yeah. you got to really stick to the recipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've I've fucked up things definitely. <laughs> he's, he's definitely the better cook. Is there a favorite meal you like to make or a favorite dish? Um, I make the meanest rotisserie. The oh meanest. yeah. Oh I'm yeah. I'm fall off the bone drip. You're not catching me. You cannot be. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Nice crispy skin. It is the meanest. The meanest. Um, I do a solid steak. I know that's for a fact. You can't flex mm-hmm. on me with that. I got that Irish butter with the rosemary garlic shallots. Can't touch it. Um, and if you want some curry shrimp, talk to me. Yes. Okay. Which is talk a new me. development. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, our, you know, our, our seed here. Is a fan of seafood. Mm-hmm. So it's really? been, I just want to ask, actually. Yeah, so you fan. like seafood. It's your yeah. thing. My my I am a big yeah. fan of seafood. So mm-hmm. it's transferring mm-hmm. into our child. Yes. Oh, it was a, a moment fan. where it was like, ooh, I can only eat fish. Like chicken was a turnoff for me. Huh. And yeah, and even red meat was a turnoff for me. Yeah. So like he made shrimp. I almost ate the whole bag. <laughs> I was just eating, eating, eating. Yeah. That baby was in there catching all the shrimp. Yup. Yup. Like, what is fantastic buttery goodness? Who made this, Father? Was that you? Yes, yes. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Of course. Of course. And then we went and got like the, you know, the, the, the boil bag. Yeah. That was the first like full meal that I had had. Because, you know, I had picked at things, picked at things, picked at things. And this is during, like, the early four-month stage where it's, like, you're really not feeling that great. Yeah. I mean, I he, he, Marlon was asking me, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because at one point, like, I would, like, stop eating things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, the mussels and I'm eating all this shrimp and, like, yo, this is, like, delicious. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And you why? know seafood is why expensive, expensive as fuck. So why the expensive like, food? Why? Why? I'm it's out here. 
gonna meet is just yes. yeah. expensive. Yeah, and now now I'm out here in the grocery store looking at comparing prices. I'm like, all right. So if I get this salmon right here for fifteen yeah. twenty five, yeah. but I get this one for twenty five thirty two, I think I'm a, I'm gonna have to yeah I'm gonna have to spend this money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna yeah. To, I'm gonna have to spend this money. Okay. All right. Oh. It's, so a bad. So bad. it's a thing. It's a thing. All right. So next one. Uh, who's most likely to hide the body? Now, before I give you that, you can answer this question. I forgot that Shane was a former cop, so I might just have to let that one just rock. <laughs> I might have to let that one rock. <laughs> you know, um, Law and Order Special Victims Unit over here. I don't know, man. <laughs> I am going to say that would be Shane. I would be a disaster. I would be panicking. I would be. I I can see it now, Uh as terrible as this sounds, because we're talking about murder. But (laughs) now I'm too calm, too like. All right, so listen. Oh no! I guess take the body here. Relax. Calm down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Spanish. I start talking to him in Spanish. He's just like. You know, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go to sleep. Yeah. Take a He would have to sedate me. Because I'm like, I don't know. Wake up. Everything be okay. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Shane wins. And just so you know, Marie is going to be the one that wins because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I got it. Right now. Some of the things she'd be watching when I'm not around. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, yo, for It's real. good to know these things. Well, okay. Again, I repeat, why? Just why, it's, why, why would you need to know that? It's good to know, like, what to do with certain things, bodies, you know. I mean, <laughs> hey, 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 it's on TV, you know. It, it's good to know. This is information. I'm you trying to be worldly. When you may hear something that may trigger something mm-hmm. in your head. Shane, don't do that. No, don't, no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't Your do that, wife so. is going to be out here solving cases. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're feeding. What you're doing is you're feeding. You're supposed to help me. Not be surprised. She gonna next thing you know, she's gonna have a whole kit that she ordered from Amazon yes. with the duster, yes. and she's just like, you know, out here testing and stuff. Like, yeah. don't do that. Yes, Don't do that. The whole wall with the little red line. Yes, 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 yes. It was him. It was him. No, this is not only murders in the oh, building. No. <laughs> yes. oh. oh my god. Yes. That's gonna be her. Exactly. So you can thank Shane for that. Sorry. I guess. I guess that's. I guess that's the one. All right. And our last question here is: Who gives the better hugs? Hugs. Oh, I do. I have long arms. His arms. So he, there's this joke that he uh, says it's there was one summer his mother didn't let him play basketball, so he stopped growing. Yeah. So, so I got the arms of a His foot. arms, his wingspan, it's actually pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like if he hugs me, he can also touch like his shoulders at the same time. Like, yeah, it's really actually pretty crazy. <laughs> Um, so I think he gives the best hugs because it's like you're encased in like this little cocoon of arm hugness. Um, I was a tackle cop. I was a tackle Yeah. I could, you won't get out. Yeah. Hey, well, tackling is better than shooting. So. That's exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my I'll take the tackle. I'll take the tackle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, thank you so much, guys, for, you know, sitting down with us, getting into it. It has been a blast, a lot of laughs, obviously. Um, Before we, you know, wrap up, uh, Michelle, let us know, or let the people know, I should say, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Um, You can follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Shell, all, podca- all podcast platforms. I'm telling you, I have this thing that where I try to talk about myself, I get tongue twisted. Like, I don't know who the hell I'm talking about. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I okay. apologize. Um, on YouTube, you know, stuff is slowly going up there. It's all pre-recorded stuff. So, you know, I'm not about the live life right now. <laughs> um, um, I said podcast platforms that's about it all, all social medias there's a link in my bio you click on it everything is on there beautiful 
beautiful. Well, click guys, the link, guys. Click you the know, link. you got to click the link because I'm telling you right now, if you haven't listened to an episode of It's Me and Michelle podcast, you are missing out. <laughs> Thank you. Word to your mother. You are missing out. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, guys, please follow us on our social media. It's on our radar on Twitter. It's on our radar on Instagram. And if you have a question topic that you want to share just like this today, it's on our radar at gmail.com. As always, we love to end our episodes with a quote of positivity. So today's quote is, you are the creator of your mood. Therefore, the creator of your day and the creator of your week. Choose wisely. Choose wisely, y'all. Choose wisely. So as always, guys, I am Marlon. And I'm Marie. And you have been listening and watching on our radio. We will see you guys next time. Be safe out there. Bye.